Welcome to the Resurgence Audio Podcast. Resurgence is a community platform for spiritual development, and we're so glad that you're taking the time to tune into this episode. Our hope is that today's episode helps you in your spiritual journey to be inspired, to grow, and ultimately to learn to live as God intended. For more info on the Resurgence platform, please find the link in the description to get on the waiting list for the launch of the platform. Once you're on the waiting list, you'll receive weekly updates by email on how we're progressing with the development of the platform, including its eventual launch date. Thanks once again for tuning in. Hey, welcome back to the Resurgence Podcast. This is episode 11. My name is Ben Richard, and I am the lead communicator here at Resurgence. The title of today's episode is When Time Gets Blessed. We're going to begin in John chapter 11, verses 1 to 7, but we're going to read the first seven verses and then continue with today's talk. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one whom you love is sick. And when he had heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. Now, if you're familiar with this story, you know that Lazarus wasn't just feeling a little sick. In fact, his sisters were afraid that his illness would end his life, and it eventually did. Out of desperation, Lazarus' sisters had sent word to Jesus, knowing that he had a reputation for being able to heal sickness and health issues expecting that once he would hear of Lazarus's illness, that he would make his way back to their house to heal Lazarus. In this passage, we're told that once Jesus hears the news of Lazarus's illness, he doesn't rush back to heal him. But in fact, he decides to extend his stay away from Lazarus and his sisters. The author of this story also makes it a point to say first that Jesus loved Martha, her sister Mary, and Lazarus. And then the author writes, So when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And during those days, Lazarus had passed away. What Mary and Martha had feared the most happened. Jesus could have stopped it and they knew that very well, but he didn't. He extended his stay and let Lazarus die instead. How is this love? What sense does it make when you're willing to trust God to come through for you because you fear the worst outcome possible and yet God does not come through for you and you're left broken, filled with grief, and full of doubts? Doubts about God's goodness, doubts about his promises, doubts about him even being who you thought he was. Well, as the story continues, Jesus shows up eventually, and by this time Lazarus had already been dead for three days. His sisters are distraught and full of conflict internally. They both say to Jesus, 
if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And so they wept, and Jesus wept with them. After this had taken place, Jesus asked some of those surrounding the tomb of Lazarus to roll away the stone from in front of the tomb where Lazarus lay deceased now for four days. He then proceeds to call Lazarus forth from the tomb, and Lazarus rises from the dead, exits the tomb, and many had come to believe in Jesus. This was probably one of the greatest miracles that Jesus performed during his time on the earth. Lazarus' sisters had been hoping for his healing, but God was planning his resurrection. You tell me which of the two would have been seen as a greater miracle. But let's backtrack for a moment. Jesus knew that time was running out for Lazarus. But he also knew that God had something greater planned for Lazarus than what his sisters were hoping for. I think it's safe to assume that Lazarus' sisters had been very limited in their understanding of what God was actually capable of doing through Jesus. They gave up hope because God didn't seem to answer their call and do what they wanted him to. See, if you serve a God that only answers your prayers in the way that you want him to, he's not God. You are. He's your errand boy. Discovering the greater plans of God involves two things. Surrendering the present to him and trusting him with the future. Not everything will turn out the way you hoped it will, but trusting God anyway will lead you to discovering his greater plans for your life. Jesus was aware of something that Mary and Martha was not aware of in that moment, and I'll do my best to break it down for you as simply as I can. See, you and I, we have an understanding of time that is linear. It moves in a forward motion, and it is constantly only moving in that direction. In our English translations of the Bible, we see the word time, and we think of it in that linear fashion. But there are, in fact, two words used for the word time in the Bible, and they are the word chronos and the word kairos. The Greek word chronos is mentioned in the Bible a total of 53 times, and it refers to time as we understand it, linear time forward-moving, natural time. It's where we get the English word chronological from. This is pretty much our main understanding of time. But the word chronos, as I said earlier, is only mentioned in the Bible 53 times. The word kairos, however, is mentioned 86 times in the Bible. Kairos is a Greek word as well, but it speaks of opportune time or a preordained time by God. So we live in time as Kronos, but within that Kronos time, there are many Kairos moments, moments that God has divinely set up for us to experience. In the case of Lazarus, it's true that Kronos time was running out, but God had a Kairos moment in store for him to experience. And when God has divinely orchestrated a moment for you to experience, nothing, absolutely nothing can stop it. Not even death. So Lazarus's sisters were aware of the Kronos time, but Jesus saw the Kairos moment, 
which is why upon hearing the news of Lazarus's illness, he said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. So is it even possible for us to see as Jesus did? For us to see beyond the here and now? For us to see beyond what is natural and what is temporal and only momentary? The answer is yes, of course it is. But this will take two things, surrendering our present to him and trusting him with our future. And this is why we pray, Lord, may your will be done. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for giving me the gift that I may be able to have hopes and dreams for my future. You've blessed mankind with the ability to imagine a future and then the capacity to create it. This is something unique to us that no other creature in all of creation possesses. But what I seek more than my dreams for the future are your dreams for my future. What I seek more than my will is your will for my life. You knowing me better than I know myself, are fully aware of the full potential that you have placed within me. I'm aware that you are able to do far more than I can ask or think or even imagine. Help me not to lose hope when things don't go my way. Help me to surrender each disappointment to you, believing that you have a greater plan for my life. Help me to increase my trust in you, knowing that your will for my life is best and that my days are in your hand. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for thinking precious thoughts about me. And thank you for having given me everything that I have in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I pray and hope that you have an amazing day. And I look forward to being back with you once again tomorrow. God bless.